In an act of brazen political insanity, Democrats decide to make transgender indoctrination of children their top 2022 issue. The Biden administration taps the strategic oil reserve to lower gas prices, but will not increase drilling. And new inflation indicators are hideous. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Privacy is a right, not a privilege. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, have you ever played the game, Would You Rather with your kids? Would you rather be a donkey or an elephant? That's an easy one. Well, here's another easy one. Would you rather overpay for cell phone service every month to a company with left-wing values or pay about half with Pure Talk and support a company that doesn't hate you? It's time to ditch Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Pure Talk has the same 5G coverage as one of the big guys, but saves the average family over 800 bucks a year. I made the switch. So what exactly is your excuse? You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. They've got unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month, or get unlimited data and you can still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month of coverage. That is puretalk.com, promo code Shapiro. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Why would you be paying for all of the overhead that these other major phone companies spend on a bunch of stuff that you don't need and you don't like? Instead, head on over to puretalk.com today. Use promo code Shapiro. Save 50% off your first month and hundreds of bucks down the road. Go check them out today, puretalk.com. Make sure you enter promo code Shapiro. Well, it's April Fool's. And normally that would mean that you would tell jokes about things that are impossible and pretend that they're real. But we've moved beyond that because everything is now possible. We live in a world in which... If you say that a man is a woman and a woman is a man, you can't say April Fool's at the end of that sentence. This is just the going wisdom. Everything that would have been in April's Fool's jokes, it, it, all those things, those are now reality. And if you don't accept those realities, it's because you're a bigot, you bigot. For some odd reason, the Democratic Party has decided that its best electoral strategy these days is to say that boys are girls and girls are boys and that boys who cut off their penises are girls and girls who have surgeries to put on prosthetic penises those are boys. And that anybody who has a hormone treatment is also a member of the opposite sex. And anybody who suffers from gender dysphoria is a member of the opposite sex. And that if you, as a parent, say, no, my little boy's a little boy, not a little girl. And if you say public school teachers should not tell my little boy that he's a little girl or might be a little girl, then this means that you're a bad person and a bigot and a terrible human being. In fact, we must mainline this ideology into every aspect of our educational system so as to create a better, more tolerant, utopian world. This is the entire outlook of the mainstream media. This is the entire outlook of the White House now. And it is insane. If Democrats wish to run on the national platform that boys can be girls, girls can be boys, and that teachers should be able to indoctrinate your kids in these perverse ideas that are anti-science and anti-reality, that if you wish to stop them from doing this, that this makes you a bad person, if they wish to run on that platform, by all means, see where it gets you. So yesterday was the trans day of visibility. The trans day of visibility. Because... As you know, in our society, trans people don't have enough visibility. I mean, they're merely, according to most statistics, people who actually suffer from gender dysphoria. It's a very minute percentage of the population that suffers from gender dysphoria, 0.2% at the very highest. And, um, and yet we spend outsized attention on this minority of the population. Why? Well, because they are making an argument that applies to everyone, which is that boys and girls do not exist. Right, that, that male and female are completely arbitrary categories that they are assigned at birth by doctors. Doctors sit there and then they randomly just decide, you know what? This little being with a penis, I'm just going to call it a boy. Just randomly for no, there's no real reason. It might be a female penis. And the left has decided that this is their top issue. And obviously we need more visibility. Visibility is, is what 
is required around LGBTQIA plus minus divided by sign, percentage sign, carrot sign, little tilde thing that goes over Spanish letters. We need more visibility on these issues because that's really the thing, isn't it? That we don't have enough visibility and we don't talk about these issues enough, according to the left. I mean, as uh, Matt Walsh points out, we definitely need a trans visibility to be celebrated by the White House. You know, because aside from like Pride Month, International Pronouns Day, Lesbian Visibility Day, International Day Against Homophobia, Harvey Milk Day, Pansexual, Panromantic Visibility Day, Bisexuality, Bisexual Awareness Week, National Coming Out Day, National LGBT Center Awareness Day, Spirit Day, Intersex Awareness Day, Asexual Awareness Week, Transgender Day of Remembrance, Pansexual Pride Day, Aromatic Spectrum Awareness Week, Omnisexual Visibility Day, Non-Binary Awareness Week, and Transgender Parent Day. Aside from all of those, we don't have any days in which we celebrate transgender people. We don't. And so it was necessary for the Secretary of Health and Human Services to fly the transgender flag outside of government offices with your taxpayer dollars. Your taxpayer dollars must be used to fly a flag that proclaims the lie that gender is completely arbitrary, not connected to biology, and that there are multiple sexes. You get to sponsor this. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? It's really important stuff. They're going to actually take a flag and put it outside a federal building sponsored by your taxpayer dollars to propagate the myth that sex is completely arbitrary and non-binary. Xavier Becerra, the Health and Human Services Secretary, tweeted on this International Trans Day of Visibility. And of course, Twitter adds its own little emoji of a little yellow fist, which seems racist, holding a transgender flag. I say to our transgender communities, we see you, we stand with you, we will be there for you. For the first time in history, the transgender flag is flying in front of a federal agency, HHS Hubert Humphrey Building. Well, I mean, slow clap for them. I really hope that we fly that Trans Day of Visibility flag everywhere, like at all of our embassies. You remember that the, the Obama administration used to fly the gay pride flag during Pride Month outside of our embassies, but only in westernized countries and maybe outside the Vatican just to piss off the Pope. There was none of that in countries that don't really already agree with Barack Obama. And then the White House released a fact sheet, a very important fact sheet in which they declared that trans surgeries for kids are necessary, that Chopping the genitals off of minors is actually a wonderful way of affirming their gender. And that hormone treatments are, in fact, completely fine. Hormone treatments have no long-term effects. Now, the science says that we don't know whether hormone treatments have long-term effects. It would seem doubtful to me whether you can use puberty blockers on a child for long periods of time and for this not to have any long-term effect. So the same people who say you have to eat organic at the supermarket because the pesticides on your apple might screw with you say that you can jack up a kid filled with testosterone. You can take a little girl and fill her with testosterone and it will have no long-term impact. None. It's amazing. Science. According to the White House sheet, the information sheet that they have now put out, this is Mary Margaret Olihan reporting for The Daily Wire. Early transgender surgeries, hormone treatments, and affirmations are crucial for the health of kids and teens who identify as transgender and non-binary, which of course is why your kid at school must be taught that they might be a member of the opposite sex. And if you object, you must never be told about this. Teachers should be able to separate you off from your kid and indoctrinate your kid in stuff that will ruin their life. And you should have nothing to say about it, according to this White House, because it's just so important that if a kid expresses gender confusion at any age, we immediately meet them at the door with some puberty blockers. The White House flagged a resource from the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Health on Transgender Day of Visibility intended to inform parents and guardians, educators and other persons supporting children and adolescents with information on what is gender-affirming care and why it is important to transgender, non-binary, and other gender-expansive young people's well-being. Now, gender-expansive, are these medical terminologies? Gender-expansive. 
Is transgender a medical term? Transgender is not really a medical term. Gender identity disorder is a medical term. Gender dysphoria is a medical term. Transgender encompasses everything from people who actually have a condition known as gender dysphoria in the DSM-5 to people who say on any given day that while they are biologically male, they feel female on the inside without any long-term symptoms of gender dysphoria, without any of the depression associated with gender dysphoria, without any of the other symptoms associated with gender dysphoria. So transgenderism is apparently now a medical term. Gender-affirming care is a phrase used by transgender activists and media to mask the more grisly-sounding transgender top and bottom surgeries, including removing a biological woman's breasts, removing a biological man's genitals, sculpting a fake penis on a biological woman, facial feminization or facial masculinization, and more. Social affirmation, puberty blockers, and hormones also fall under the gender-affirming care umbrella. Remember, gender-affirming care is an Orwellian term because what it means is biology-denying care. They are saying that your gender, what you think you are in your head, is more important than what your body actually is. So to chop the penis off of a 15-year-old boy is gender-affirming. It is not mutilation. It is not creating a false vagina that is going to require that person to put an object in that area to prevent it from healing up for years. This is literally what happens when you do these surgeries. I know we're supposed to pretend that these surgeries are anodyne and antiseptic. They absolutely are not. They are barbaric in the extreme. Commentators, lawmakers, and people who identify as transgender and people who formerly attempted transitions have expressed grave concerns about encouraging children or young people to explore transitions of any kind, according to Mary Margaret Olihan. Nonetheless, the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Health Sheet says, quote, gender-affirming care is a supportive form of health care. It consists of an array of services that may include medical, surgical, mental health, and non-medical services for transgender and non-binary people. Remember, these are not even people who identify as members of the opposite sex. Now you're talking about people who don't identify as a member of either sex. You're non-binary. You just say, I'm a genderless widget. And now affirmative care is necessary in which, we, in which we pretend that you are right about your assessment of an objective fact about reality. The White House messaging says, quote, for transgender and non-binary children and adolescents, early gender affirming care is crucial to overall health and well-being as it allows the child or adolescent to focus on social transitions and can increase their confidence while navigating the healthcare system. So if you cheer a little five-year-old who thinks that he is a she or who is pretending that he is a she or who is confused about he and she, if you just start calling little Billy Jane and putting him in dresses and have everybody around him mirror this instead of, you know, watchful waiting, seeing if he grows out of it, which the vast, 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 vast majority of people who have gender confusion at young ages do. Instead of that, we have to gender affirm. By the way, Europe rejects this. Europe rejects the idea that watchful waiting is bad. In fact, the UK, Sweden, all of these places are now moving very harshly away from the idea that social affirmation and, and hormone blockers and, and transgender surgeries for minors are a good thing. But the White House is very extreme because this is what they've decided they are going to run on. I, I don't know what insane world they live in where they think that this is a majority proposition, but really go for it. According to the White House messaging sheet, these procedures have been shown to increase positive outcomes for transgender and non-binary children and adolescents. No, they have not. No, they have not. The data is not in. There is no longitudinal data on this stuff. So no. The White House messaging sheet says, quote, gender-affirming care is patient-centered and treats individuals holistically, aligning their outward physical traits with their gender identity. Okay, so the White House decided that they were going to celebrate this all the way through. Not only celebrate it, by the way, but also sick the DOJ on any state that tries to project to protect its minors from the predations of quote-unquote healthcare specialists who wish to hormone block small children and chop the genitals off of teenagers. The Justice Department put out a statement 
issuing a letter to all state attorneys general reminding them of federal constitution and statutory provisions that protect transgender youth against discrimination, including when those youth seek affirming gender affirming care. So if you are in Arizona, for example, or if you are in a bunch of states that now say that it should be illegal for a 15-year-old who cannot consent to sex to be able to consent to having his penis removed and his testicles removed, that if you do this, this is a violation of federal civil rights law, according to the Biden administration. By the way, crossing the border illegally, not really a big deal, but you violated federal law if you say that it's bad for a doctor and illegal for a doctor to mutilate a child. The Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark for the Justice Department Civil Rights Division says, quote, the Department of Justice is committed to ensuring that all children are able to live free from discrimination, abuse, and harassment. Now, it seems to me much more abusive to say to a 15-year-old girl, you know what? We'll chop off your breasts. We will make you surgically sterile, and we will sew a fake penis onto you. That seems more abusive than saying, you know what? You're a girl. I don't, I don't know about you. It seems to me that one of those things seems a lot more abusive than the other thing. But according to the left, true abuse is saying to a girl that she is a girl. According to the Assistant Attorney General, Kristen Clark, quote, today's letter reaffirms the state and local officials' obligation to ensure that laws and policies do not undermine or harm the health and safety of children, regardless of a child's gender identity. And they say that this violates the Equal Protection Clause. Yes, when they were writing the 14th Amendment right after the Civil War, they were definitely thinking, we need to make sure that little girls can have fake penises sewn onto them. That was exactly what they were thinking when they wrote the Equal They weren't thinking about the rights of black people who had just recently been freed from slavery. They were thinking, what can we do about this little boy who might think he's a little girl so we can chop off his d-? That was really what, that was that, 1866, that's what they were thinking, clearly. And that's what they were thinking in 1972 when they wrote Title IX of the Education Amendments, where they said that we have to, treat boys and girls equally. They were thinking boys can be girls, which is clearly why they use language of male and female because they didn't know they exist. Those geniuses, they use the language of male and female to encompass males who think they are female. Amazing, amazing. They say it also could, could violate Title II of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Well, I mean, that's insulting. That's transphobic. How dare you say that this has anything to do with disabilities? The letter was issued on International Transgender Day of Visibility in recognition of the contributions and accomplishments of transgender and gender non-conforming people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, fine. So if all of this puts you in mind of just going to sleep and not waking up for quite a while because it's all wildly depressing, well, the good news is I have an answer for you on the object that you should be sleeping upon. So you already know about the Helix Sleep Mattress because it's great. But they're also making couches now. They've launched a company called Allform. They're making premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped directly to your door. So- What makes an all-form sofa really cool? Well, for starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick your fabric, the sofa color, the color of the legs, sofa size and shape. Make sure it's perfect for you and your home. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional, so there is something for everyone. You can always start small and buy more seats later on if you want your all-form sofa to grow and change with you when you move. All-form sofas are also delivered directly to your door. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, you'd need to hire someone to come and assemble it in your home or break your back trying to put it together yourself. Allform has a simple, quick assembly, no tools necessary. To find your perfect sofa, check out the allform.com slash Ben website, allform.com slash Ben. If getting a sofa without trying it in store sounds a little risky, well, there's no risk. You have 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That is more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for you for free and give you a full refund. They also have that forever warranty. Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash Ben. That's allform.com slash Ben for 20% off all orders today. So Joe Biden gets out there and starts babbling nonsensically about transgender kids. Because again, the idea here is that he is sympathetic to kids, right? That he is sympathetic to this very tiny minority of small children who suffer from an actual condition known as gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder. He's sympathetic to them. So your child must learn 
that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and public school teachers should teach them and Randy Weingarten should decide what they learn. Not you, you're the parent, you're bad. Also, our society should foment and forward the ability to give small children puberty blockers because once they hit puberty, after all, it might be really bad if little Jane grows breasts the way she was biologically designed to do. So we have to puberty block kids. By the way, puberty blockers don't work on teenagers really because they've already hit their hormonal threshold. Puberty blockers are generally used before you hit puberty because they block puberty. That is what they are called, puberty blockers. Here is Joe Biden, an 80-year-old man who is engaged in the worst sort of ideological perversion here. The onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere, simply everywhere. Today, we're announcing even more steps, but there's always more work to do to end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color, to ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, dignity, and to finally pass a bipartisan Equality Act. By the way, the Equality Act is wildly unconstitutional and essentially makes it illegal for you to disagree with people like Joe Biden on these particular issues. I, I, the amount of propaganda in that statement, I, I love it when Joe Biden doesn't even know what he's saying, so he just repeats the last word of a sentence. A sentence. It's always, it's always very inspiring. But when he, when he suggests that states everywhere are discriminating, against, that there's an epidemic of abuse against transgender people and people of color and all the rest of this, that is not what the stats demonstrate. Beyond that, the baseline notion that playing that equality on the playing field is brought about by allowing boys to play with girls or girls to play with boys is insane. I can't, I, honestly, it's amazing to me that they have decided that they are going to run on this, that this is what they're going to run on, the complete rejection of biological reality. So then the White House also ushered out the, uh, the, the best female Jeopardy champion of all time, biological male Amy Schneider, who's a dude, because... All the best women are male now. And Amy Schneider informed us that if you don't allow surgeries to take place on children that mutilate them and sterilize them, then you are endangering their lives, says a biological man who believes he is a woman and has been treated by the entire media as a woman, despite the fact that he is, in fact, a man. you want to comment on the bills we've seen around the nation? Uh, they're really scary. And uh, some of them in particular that are denying uh, medical services uh, to trans youth. Those are those are life saving medical treatments, and they will, you know, these bills could, will will cause the deaths of children, and that's really sad to me, and it's really frightening. It'll cause the deaths of children if you don't give them hormone blockers and um, and chop off their genitals and mutilate them and sterilize them for life. That's that that, that will it will cause their deaths. You see, uh, amazing medical knowledge there from from our very very female Jeopardy champion, Jen Psaki lamented that in Arizona. They have now banned transgender surgeries for minors. So here is Jen Psaki from the White House. She, she tweeted, quote, today, four extreme and harmful bills were signed into law in Oklahoma and Arizona, three targeting transgender youth, two in Arizona, one in Oklahoma, one reproductive health care law in Arizona. These laws are unacceptable. We won't stop fighting for justice and equality. Yes, because trans, because what we need is the facilitation of provision of testosterone to young girls who are confused about gender. Now, here is the thing. There's no real screening process for this sort of stuff. And Jen Psaki and the White House know this. The number of people who are identifying as transgender has skyrocketed because it is a social contagion. This is, avail- this is 
obvious from the polling data. It is obvious from the provision of medical health care services and everywhere from the United States to the UK. But the idea is that if you stand up to these lies, then this makes you a bigot. I'm amazed that they think this is a winning message. It's amazing to me. Beto O'Rourke, who's running for the governor of Texas and who apparently just wants to lose again so he can go back to eating dirt in New Mexico. Beto, he wore a shirt yesterday. And he wore the kind of shirt that, that's definitely going to win lots of votes in Texas. Brah. And his shirt said, don't mess with trans kids with the Texas state flag. Because that's winning argument, man. Winning, ar Don't mess with, with trans kids. It seems to me that you're messing with everyone's kids. This is not about, quote unquote, messing with trans kids. Okay, kids who have gender dysphoria should be given the greatest level of care. And medical evidence does not suggest that hormone blockers, puberty blockers, and transgender surgeries are the best level of care. That is not what this, the, this, the jury is very much out on that particular question, considering that the suicide attempt rates for people who have the surgeries is basically identical to people who don't have the surgeries. So that is very much in doubt. But what you guys want to do is you want to cram down on the rest of the American population your ideas about gender. That's what this is really, really about. And then if we notice, it's really bad. This is the game the left loves to play. They say stuff that is just crazy, extreme insanity. And then if you notice, then it's really, really bad. Well, you know, kick, flip, bong, rip, beto. He's going to be over in New Mexico eating dirt. But there's something better you could be doing in America's Southwest. That is going to Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university. It's one of the largest, fastest growing universities in the country. Located in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, GCU has not increased campus tuition since 2009. They've delivered over $310 million in scholarships to online and campus students in 2021 alone. Grand Canyon University offers over 290 academic programs with over 250 of them online. So if you're looking to earn your degree online with supportive counselors and faculty from around the country, or you want to go to one of the top 20 best college campuses in America, it really is beautiful. I've been there myself. The student body is fantastic. The campus is gorgeous. You're truly going to feel connected to a community. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the kind of scholarships you qualify for. Again, that is gcu.edu slash myoffer. Go check them out right now. Grand Canyon University. You're going to be learning stuff that you need to learn at a place that is just wonderful. Check them out right now. gcu.edu slash myoffer and see the scholarships you qualify for today. So you'll recall that Disney decided to intervene with regard to the, the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill, which says that you're not allowed to indoctrinate kids on gender identity or sexual orientation matters from ages five till nine, basically. That's a pretty mild bill. By the way, a bill, when people are informed of what the bill actually says, two thirds of every available group say they support the bill. So this is not a proposition on which Democrats are in the right. And Disney, because they are held hostage by a bunch of wokesters inside their own network, and because they have corporate presidents with two queer kids, including one pansexual child, which means that the kid really likes the cutlery. Well, because of that, this means that they are going to sound off on laws like this one. And not just that, they feel it is their obligation to put queer messaging. This is not me saying this. This is one of the producers at Disney saying this, that it is their job to put queer messaging into children's programming. So Disney has decided to intervene on this side. So this has translated into, for example, the ex-Disney chief Bob Iger saying that the Florida bill is wrong and harmful to kids. Yeah, tell me about what's harmful to kids. Bob Iger, the head of a former head of a company that has a certain number of child predators who are running around it. But beyond that, also is now actively propagating lies about sex and gender to small children. 
on behalf of people who are radical activists. Here's Bob Iger lecturing you on what your children should know and believe. A lot of these issues are not necessarily political. It's about right and wrong. So I happen to feel, and I tweeted a, an opinion about the don't say gay bill in Florida. To me, it wasn't politics. It was what is right and what is wrong. And that just seemed wrong. It seemed potentially harmful to kids. When you're dealing with right and wrong, or when you're dealing with something that does have a profound impact on your business, then I just think you have, you'd have to do what is right and not worry about the potential backlash to it. What a hero. What a hero. Because that's what he did. As head of Disney, he did what was right. Like, for example, filming in Xinjiang, where the Chinese were keeping a million Uyghur Muslims in abject slavery. That, he does what's right, Bob Iger. He's a man who stands for principle, does Bob Iger, which is why he makes these same exact points in places like Japan and like Tokyo, where same-sex marriage is still illegal. He, th this is a person who, like, when I think of, of doing things that are right, it is, it, Bob Iger is at the top of the list. He's at the top of the list. What, what, a, what a genius is Bob Iger. And here's the thing. Disney sounding off on this particular Florida rights in education bill. That did not actually prompt the rights to talk about boycotting Disney. It didn't. So the left is now telling you a story and it's a lie, which is that Disney sounding off on this bill caused the right to talk about boycotting Disney. That's incorrect. What caused the right to talk about boycotting Disney and about not going to Disney parks and not watching Disney movies and getting off Disney Plus is the fact that they held a town hall meeting with all their employees where they had multiple members of their top executive echelon talk about queering children's programming. That's what did it. It turns out that corporations, they can take political positions and we might say that we don't like those political positions and we might not even want to consume their products as much. Once you start saying that you're going to actively place your politics in the entertainment and that your entertainment is just it's not a service you're providing to me as a parent or to my kids. It is now a service you're providing to the Democratic Party and the left wing of social politics in the United States. That's when people started to get very uptight. So what the media have decided to do is ignore the fact that Disney employees are openly saying that they want to queer children's programming. Again, not my words. Those are the words of Latoya Ravenu, who's one of the Ravenel, who's one of the producers on The Proud Family, among other Disney Channel shows, Disney Plus shows. It, it's not my words. It's the words of of Burke, Carrie Burke, who is one of the corporate presidents over at Disney, talking about her two queer children, one pansexual and one transgender. Because, I mean, genetics is quite a thing, man. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible how all of this is located within certain specified areas of the country where everybody agrees on these issues. It probably has nothing to do with the social environment, how, how kids are raised at all. But when, when this president says that she wants to make sure that 50% of all Disney characters are LGBTQ plus IA minus divided by sign, percentage sign, quotation mark, carrot, command sign, or people of color. When she says that sort of stuff, now you've infused the material I don't want into the material I do want. And I'm not going to eat a sandwich just because you're serving it to me if you're Disney. And a lot of parents aren't going to either. Yeah, but according to the left, we're not to, we're supposed to pretend that none of this happens or that it's all innocent. How dare we get upset? This is the, the gaslighting game the left likes to play. How dare you get upset? Yes, we are saying these crazy, extreme, insane things, but you're you're getting upset. Why? Why? It's not a big deal. I mean, it's a small percentage of the population. When we say it's a small percentage of the population that the condition of gender dysphoria does not apply to broad swaths of the American population, that we do not believe, for example. That 21% of all people aged 25 to 30 in the United States 
are biologically LGBTQ, when we say that sort of stuff, that it's actually a pretty small percentage and a lot of people are glomming on for the, for the glory of it and the, and the societal incentive structure of it. When we say that, then they say, no, 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 it's the most important issue of the day. We have to fly a flag outside of, outside of the HHS building. We have to do that. I mean, it's really important. And you say, well, if it's so important to you, why is it so important to you? Say, it's not important. How dare you even notice we're doing this? How dare you? So this is the game that Michelle Goldberg is playing over at the New York Times today. She has a piece called The Right's Disney Freakout. You see, it's our fault for freaking out. It is not Disney's fault for completely selling out its founding principles, which is to protect the magic and innocence of childhood in favor of a radical left-wing agenda. Michelle Goldberg says, I don't know LaToya Ravenel, but I feel terrible for her. Do you, though? Why do you feel terrible for her? She has power. She's the one who is using a billion-dollar corporation in order to insinuate her own values upon small children. Why would you feel bad for that person? Why? But she does. She says, an executive producer at Disney, she was a speaker at a recent virtual all-hands company meeting about Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. Again, every time the left says don't say gay, you have to understand that they are liars. That is not what the bill says. That is not at all what the bill says, but they're liars, so understood. Inside Disney, says Michelle Goldberg, there had been considerable anger that the company, one of the state's largest employers, had donated to politicians behind the bill and hadn't done more to fight it. Raveno stepped up to defend the company's queer friendliness, only to become a national object of right-wing fury and disgust. Oh, what, what a tragedy for this person who literally said that she wishes to indoctrinate your kids. On a video call, Raveno spoke about her initial apprehension about taking a job at Disney, fearing she wouldn't be allowed to include gay characters in the projects she worked on. Instead, she said, everyone she's worked with has welcomed her not-at-all-secret-gay agenda, letting her add queerness to the animated show she directs, a revival of the early aughts series called The Proud Family. Now, you might say right away that this makes LaToya Raveno a villain because this is supposed to be a children's show for children. And it is not the job of Disney to mainstream in left-wing sexual values into shows for children. But here's the point. Michelle Goldberg likes this, being in shows for children. And so it's good. So she says, the results of Ravno's agenda seem sweetly anodyne. Right, anodyne to you, the non-parent. Or if you want to parent your kids this way, fine, show them that material. But to pretend that Disney is protecting the innocence of youth while inserting queer messaging, again, according to LaToya Ravno, in their children's programming. And then when we notice and we say, well, you know, I'm not interested in showing that to my kids. Then it's, how dare you? It's sweetly anodyne. You will be forced to mirror their perspectives on life. And you will be forced to teach your kids their perspectives on life. This is not about how leftists choose to treat their children. It's how they choose to treat your children. It's how they choose to weaponize major institutions in the culture, including the public schools, in order to cram down a set of values you oppose. That is what this is about. This is cultural imperialism by the left. And then they're like, why are you even noticing? Why are you mad? After all, it's sweetly, it's sweetly anodyne. The show's main character, Penny Proud, has a flamboyantly gay friend who has to deal with bullying, and another character has gay dads. There's been some reporting about the groundbreaking nature of the show in the entertainment press, but as far as I can see, it hasn't caused much, if any, controversy. Well, maybe it's causing controversy now because people noticed, and they noticed because you said the quiet part out loud. Until recently, Christopher Rufo, who revealed this as Michelle Goldberg, was best known for his work mobilizing the right against critical race theory. But in recent months, both he and the movement he helped catalyze have turned their attention to gender and sexual identity. He believes there's a lot of latent alarm among parents over changing ideas about gender. That's all it is, changing ideas about gender. That's the alarm. It's not you're perverting our children by teaching them lies about how they can be girls or boys or how all sexual activity is equally morally meritorious. So according to Michelle Goldberg, in recent years, the Republican Party has largely eschewed the language of people like Anita Bryant appearing to make their peace with the presence of gays, lesbians, and transgender people in public life. Now such rhetoric is back, and it's potentially explosive. 
In the video of the Disney meeting, Rufo released Ravno enthused about how much freedom she's been given to depict queer characters. But the price of that freedom just went up and it remains to be seen if Disney will be willing to pay it. Well, yeah, that does remain to be seen. Because the question is, Disney thought they were getting away with it because parents didn't notice. And then we noticed. And now you're mad we noticed. By the way, one of the reasons we noticed is because you have made this, as Joe Biden said in that video, a part of every element of American life. Every single element, not just our entertainment, not just the Oscars, not just our public schools, everything. This is how you end up with a headline at the Washington Post in the health section titled, quote, pregnant people at much higher risk of breakthrough COVID, study shows. Pregnant people, who would these pregnant people be? These pregnant people. Were they people who are generally born with penises and uh, no uterus or what? Who are these pregnant people? Is it like Arnold Schwarzenegger from that crappy movie from 1991? Like, who are these pregnant people of whom you speak? Do you mean women? Do you mean women who are the only human beings on planet Earth who can give birth? Would those be the people? But the entire left has in lockstep embraced lies about biological reality and they wish to indoctrinate your kids about it. And they wish to indoctrinate your kids via the entertainment sectors about it. And if you don't go along with it, this makes you bad and a bigot. They're making it harder and harder to be a parent. The idea is that if they raise the bar on how hard it is to be a parent, you'll just surrender your kids. That's what they are saying. They're saying that you want Obi-Wan Kenobi? You want the Obi-Wan show on Disney Plus? You're also going to have to get the proud family with the gay characters and the gay dads and the lectures about homophobia. What they're saying is that if you want to just go to Disneyland with your five-year-old kid and enjoy the magic of Main Street with Mickey Mouse, you're going to have to also have people whispering into your kid's ear that a prince might be a princess. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has now been banned at the Disney parks. Because after all, a lady might be a gentleman and a gentleman might be a lady or both might be neither. Okay, this is the, the idea is that if they give you some things you want, then you will just sort of ignore the rest. And so this makes it hard on parents because it means you have to pre-screen every single thing your kid watches. You have to pre-screen every single thing your kid does. You have, to, you have to keep an eagle eye on the teachers at your kid's schools. You have to make sure that they are mirroring values that you actually care about. They're deliberately making the, the burden of parenting much, much harder. And there will be fight back against this. And there should be fight back because it turns out that parents are willing to undergo those sorts of burdens. I don't think parents are, are quite this lazy. I said to my wife last night, now, I, I don't have the, the time or the taste to read every new book that comes into our house for my eight-year-old daughter. I don't have time to do that. So what that means is I'm only going to recommend to her books that I have read or that my wife has read or that my parents have read or that were written before maybe 1965 that don't include all this gender nonsense. And that's fine. If my kid is, by the way, if my kid is reading Jules Verne instead of Percy Jackson, that's probably good for her. But the basic idea here from the left is up the ante. And then if you notice, they get really mad. You should never, ever, ever notice. You should never notice. Now, again, I find it absolutely astonishing that the left thinks this is a winning message. That the left thinks that they can run directly against the interests of parents. Again, 65% of parents across the board agree with the Florida bill and that they can win. But the reality is that their bubble is different than our bubble. There was a great irony yesterday. So Whoopi Goldberg, who is, again, I'll never, I'll never get over the fact that Whoopi Goldberg basically got a two-week vacation out of saying that Hitler wasn't a racist. Um, but Whoopi Goldberg was back on The View and she said, you need to stop attacking the Hollywood elite. Stop it. We don't all think the same, except on crucial issues. Yes, sort of do, guys. And you know what? Your values are not our values. I just it want just, to stop with this elite stuff because, you know, a lot of us work for a living. 
-hmm. We work, we collect a check, we got families, we try to do the same thing, the good stuff that everybody else tries to do. And it really pisses me off when people start to talk about people who work in Hollywood, with just not, not just actors, but all the other folks. So please, when you're talking about actors, be specific. If you if you're pissed off about somebody or how they act, don't put it on all of us because that's like saying all black people like chicken. No, it, it's not like saying all black people like chicken. It's saying all Hollywood leftist elites think the same way because they do. They generally do. And then they wish to take that thinking and cram it down on your kids. And it, it's amazing how much of this is performative, how much they perform for, for one another. I just have to show you one more thing here. OK, that is Gavin Newsom. So Gavin Newsom, who is just created in a lab as a genderless Ken doll. He's the only person who ever has made me think that not all males are males. So Gavin Newsom, who has made 97% out of plastic and 2% out of smarm and 1% out of just bull. Anyway, Gavin Newsom, he is uh, he's sat at apparently the French Laundry or something, and he's now reading all of his high school reading materials. That's exciting. He brought out a pile of books to show that he is going to stand up to censorship. So Gavin Newsom actually tweeted out this picture of himself because he's trying to, quote unquote, own Ron DeSantis. Right? That's the, the idea here is that Ron DeSantis is censorious and terrible. He's trying to run against DeSantis 2024. He tweeted out reading some banned books to figure out what these states are so afraid of. So let's first of all point out the books that he's actually reading. One is Beloved, which I think is a highly overrated novel. Some people thought that it was like the best novel of the last 25 years of the 20th century. That, that seems to me a wild overstatement. But he's also got To Kill a Mockingbird there. To Kill a Mockingbird, which is on the top of the pile there. To Kill a Mockingbird is no longer considered in vogue by the left. It's been banned by left-wing school districts for not being racially sensitive enough. And he's got 1984. There are gonna be some shocks awaiting Gavin Newsom when he actually reads 1984. It turns out a lot of the things he likes are, are, are not really taken well. He's also got a book called Gender Queer. So he apparently likes reading books. He wants to read a book about, about small children performing oral sex on each other. That's exciting. And then he has Art Spiegelman's Mouse, which was not even banned. It was taken off the required reading list at one school district in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. But I do love when leftist celebrities virtue signal this way. Gavin Newsom, this reminds me very much of when LeBron James was reading Malcolm X. And people are like, what's your favorite part of Malcolm X, LeBron? What's your favorite part of his autobiography? And it's like, you know, it's really like the, the power and, the, and how much he cared about civil rights. And it's like, oh yeah, you didn't do the reading assignment. So I would love to see a quiz about Beloved on, uh, for, for Gavin Newsom here. These virtue signaling jackets. They're just, they're, they're, these are the people who are going to be teaching your kids. All righty, in just one second, we'll get to Joe Biden, who has decided to lower gas prices by apparently never producing oil and gas again. That's exciting. We'll get to that in just one moment. Well, you know, we all need a distraction from politics these days. Let me tell you, the best sporting event probably in America is the final four of March Madness. It's here. And here's the thing. We are going to provide you the sports without all the political nonsense that you're going to get from ESPN. Our resident basketball experts are on the ground in New Orleans to get you through this weekend of high stakes bets and brackets. Crane and company. I'm telling you, you got to check them out. This show is great. I listen to it every day. It's a daily sports show hosted by former athletes and coaches, Jake Crane, Blaine Crane, David Cohen. It's super fun. They will give you in-depth sports analysis, informative interviews, predictions, wagers, constant live chat engagement with fans. It's the best sports show out there. Tune in live today at 3 p.m. Eastern and every weekday at dailywire.com or over on YouTube. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. Make sure to subscribe. Give the show five stars if you like what you hear. It's the best sports show in America, Crane and Company. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So meanwhile, Joe Biden is facing down the prospect of serious economic problems. 
he has decided that his solution to high gas prices is to tap the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is not what the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is for. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is designed for times of national crisis and emergency. Instead, he just wants to lower gas prices a little bit because he refuses to drill. According to the Wall Street Journal, President Biden will tap up to 180 million barrels of government oil reserves to help tamp down near record high fuel prices, an unprecedented government intervention into oil markets following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In remarks from the White House on Thursday, Biden framed high energy prices as a wartime issue that requires a robust and wide-ranging response. Well, then why were the gas prices rising before the war consistently? And why won't you open up the oil leasing in the Gulf of Mexico, you liar? So Joe Biden decided he was going to lie to you by saying he's going to be honest. Whenever Joe Biden says he's about to be honest with you, just understand it's like the Tinder swindler saying that he's about to be honest with you. Here's Joe Biden. As I said in my State of the Union address, I'm going to always be honest with the American people. Today, I want to talk with you about uh, the cost here at home of Putin's decision to brutally and savagely invade a sovereign nation. The start of this year, gas was about $3.30 a gallon. Today, it's about averaging 420, $4.22. It's higher in many states. Nearly a dollar more in less than three months. And the reason for that is because of Putin's war. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's all Putin. Or alternatively, you're lying to us again, sir, but that is what he does. What is his goal here? I love this. So we have high oil prices. We could drill more and provide more oil. You know, that's usually what you do. If, for example, the price of toilet paper were too high, you'd want to produce more toilet paper. I know this is, this is rocket science to people with no functioning neurons anymore, like Joe Biden, who basically has the same level of sentience as most houseplants. Some not. So some are more intelligent than Joe Biden. Anyway, Joe Biden, he says, this is really a great time for us to, us to um, reduce our dependence on fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we and the whole world need to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels altogether. We need to choose long-term security over energy and climate vulnerability. We need to double down on our commitment to clean energy and tackling the climate crisis with our partners and allies around the world. Uh, by the way, Joe Biden also has a solution for you. The typical American who's paying more at the at the pump. I'm not talking about getting that free get upside app. I'm talking about Joe Biden really, really wants you to buy an electric car. He says, you know, you know, it's amazing. If you buy an electric car, says Joe Biden, you could save up to 80 bucks a month in gas. Sure, you'd be paying, you know, like on average, 57, 58,000 bucks for an electric car. So it'll take you in, in, in 50 years or so, you'll, you'll probably see the savings. But Joe Biden thinks that that's okay because, of course, he's 2,000 years old. So what's 50 years in the grand scheme of time? The most important thing my plan will do right away is save your family money. And here's what I mean. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. Just buy this really, really expensive unicorn, and, uh, and that will take care of all of your problems. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is doing the same routine. She said yesterday that we can't use high gas prices as an excuse to drill. I mean, we, need to, we need to make you strap a windmill to the top of your car, maybe a sail, like an actual sail on the top of your car, and you can use wind energy to move your car down the street. It'll be great. We want to fight inflation. The price of oil is an indicator, or the price of gas at the pump is an indicator. Putin has exacerbated it. But we cannot allow the fossil fuel industry to use this as an excuse to reverse everything we're doing to save the planet. You're not saving the planet, lady. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But you know, these are ridiculous, ridiculous people. Okay, meanwhile, 
the economic situation overall is caving in here. It's, it's a bad economy. We are on the verge of recession. Everybody now believes this. This is now the conventional wisdom is that we're on the verge of recession. The good news is that we have a vice president of the United States who's so great at this. She is so capable of stringing together beautiful words that when she speaks, I think that economies stabilize. The world seems to stop for just a moment to take stock of the brilliance emanating from the face of this human, the face hole of this human, spewing such unbelievably brilliant thoughts, the brilliantisms that just flow forth from the face hole of this one. Here, here's Kamala Harris. She was in Jamaica and uh, she was talking about helping out the economy of Jamaica. As someone observed online correctly, perhaps Kamala Harris is just a predictive text algorithm. That would make some sense. You know, like when you're typing into Google and it suggests like the rest of your sentence because you type in like a couple of words and it suggests the rest of the sentence. And then you type in another couple of words and it changes the rest of the sentence that, that's being suggested. That is Kamala Harris. Here, here she was. The, the mo I'm glad we deployed her to Jamaica because whatever problems they have in Jamaica will be solved, just like our problems at the border. We are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. Um, amazing. Truly awe-inspiring. I just have to read that over again, because once again, deconstructing Kamala Harris sentences, like you have to do a sentence tree, like you're in fifth grade again, if they actually taught English in fifth grade rather than gender studies. Kamala Harris said, this is a direct quote, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way its impact has been the pandemic. We will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential. Man, what, 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 a, what a great pick she was. Absolutely. So I'm glad that I'm glad this administration seems like they are on top of things. Meanwhile, the inflation indicators are just off the charts. I mean, all of the bells are now ringing red. All the alarm lights are now are now flashing red. According to the Wall Street Journal, consumer spending growth, a key engine of the economy, slowed sharply in February as the Omicron surge of COVID-19 eased and inflation accelerated. U.S. households boosted their spending at a seasonally adjusted 0.2% pace in February from the month before, down from a revised 2.7 rate in January when spending rebounded from that Omicron-related dip in December. Household incomes rose in February as the unemployment rate dropped. Employers scrambled to hire new workers. The data add up to a picture of the economy growing as shoppers benefit from a strong labor market and rising wages, but see these gains eroded by rising inflation. Consumer prices rose 0.6% on the month, 6.4% year on year, a new 40-year peak. It's amazing. Like every, every month we have a new 40-year peak. It's really exciting, you know? Like every, you think we've scaled the heights of inflation and then you see there's a peak beyond that and that's next month. Annual core PCE inflation, which strips out food and energy, rose to 5.4% in February. So things are going great. Plus, the mortgage rates are skyrocketing, which, of course, you could see coming a mile away. As soon as you start talking about raising interest rates, the mortgage rates go up. According to the Wall Street Journal, the average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate home loan jumps to 4.67%. Mortgage finance giant Freddie Mac said on Thursday that makes the weekly figures highest reading since December of 2018. At the beginning of the year, the average rate on America's most popular home loan was 3.22%. Now it is 4.67%. So this is going to hopefully level off demand is the idea in terms of home prices. But that is because of the inflation that has taken place in the real estate market. And um, 
again, all of this is just, it's, it's going beautifully. It's going beautifully. And one of the reasons that it is really going beautifully is because we are now in what economists term a wage price spiral. According to the New York Times, economists have been waiting for Americans to shift from buying goods like furniture and appliances and towards spending on vacations, restaurant meals, and other services as the pandemic fades. Betting on the transition, betting the transition would take pressure off supply chains and help inflation to moderate. Rapid wage growth could make that story more complicated. Demand for services is rising just as many employers are struggling to find workers, which could force them to continue raising wages. Well, if you raise the wages, you have to raise the prices. If you raise the prices, you have to raise the, wa- you have to raise the wages. And this is how you end up with a wage price spiral. This could keep overall inflation brisk, says the New York Times, as companies try to cover their labor costs, speeding up price increases for services, even as they begin to moderate for goods. Now, all of this, all of this was avoidable, but there is, but it was unavoidable if you are an ideological idiot. So Ezra Klein, who writes for the New York Times now after having bounded box.com, he, uh, he interviewed Larry Summers. And in this interview, he asked a question. And this question is everything because it really explains how people on the left think about economics and biology and everything else. Reality just does not come into their thinking. It doesn't come into their thinking. If they're trying to do what they think is a good thing and then reality clocks them directly between the eyes, they're always surprised. They're always surprised. When they say boys are girls and girls are boys, and then no one reproduces and there are not enough kids. They're like, wow, we couldn't, We were just trying to help marginalized peoples. You know, this, is, this is Ezra Klein on the economy. Okay, this is a question that he asked Larry Summers. Quote, so I know you're a hard-nosed economist who looks at the numbers here, but I want to locate, I think, the emotional and to some degree even political frustration of this conversation because a lot of the dynamics you're talking about that then get framed as excess demand, these are things that just feel that many of us have wanted for a long time. More hiring, wage increases, particularly at the bottom end. Stimulus checks for people who have had a lot of bad years and didn't have a lot of cushion behind them. Child tax credit for families that could really use that. And so there are a lot of policies that came together. I mean, there's a reason the Biden administration wanted the economy to run hot. There was a long period when it didn't just feel the economic data showed that expansions were not reaching people on the margins. And it felt finally like we were reaching people on the margins. We were putting a lot of firepower to do that. But but even in this terrible time, this horrifying pandemic, we were giving people who needed it quite a bit of help. And then for that to turn into this horrifying inflation problem, which is now eating back those wage increases, potentially going to require much sharper action from the Fed. I recognize the world doesn't have to please me, but it is maddening. That sentence is everything about leftism. I recognize the world doesn't have to please me, but it is maddening. Because what you really mean is I wish the world pleased me. I wish that the world complied with all of my most ardent desires. I I wish that biological sex didn't exist. And so I will pretend it doesn't. I wish that inflation didn't exist. And so I will pretend it doesn't until it comes. And then I'll get mad if you notice it. You will be considered a bad person for noticing the realities of life. Ezra Klein says, I think one of the hard questions before we even get into Ukraine and China, I think one of the hard questions is, does it have to be this way? Did it have to be this way? Is there some way for this to end without the people we were finally helping suffering? And the answer is you were always disconnected from reality. Always. And that's such an unbelievable question. We wanted reality to be X. Reality was not X. Does it have to, does reality have to be X? This is such a childish perspective on life. But that childish perspective is extraordinarily dangerous because when you put it into policy and you run up directly against reality, I've said many times on this program, I root for reality. The reason I root for reality is because rooting against reality ain't gonna get you anywhere. Rooting for reality is the only way that you adjust to the realities of life and lead a happier, more fulfilled life. If you pretend that your choices and the things you want to do do not need to take stake of the outward reality around you, and that all of reality is supposed to comply with your preferences, you're going to be quite shocked when it turns out that reality doesn't work that way. You're, going to, you're likely to lead a much more unhappy life. 
You're likely to, to do worse in life if you continue to push this sort of nonsense. And yet that is what the left does on everything from transgenderism to the economy. This is, this is what they do. Okay, final note here. So a little bit earlier this week, there was a massive news cycle. It was like the top of the New York Times. And there was this news cycle in the Wall Street Journal, Washington, all of them. They were all reporting consistently that there was a seven-hour phone gap for Donald Trump on January 6th. Because as Joe Biden becomes the worst president, the media have to talk about Trump more. It's the only way that they can draw attention from this hand to this hand. You don't, don't look at the senile old man who's running the country into the ground over here. Look at the last president who really was a terrible orange man, wasn't he? So they were really focusing in on the seven-hour gap in calling logs on January 6th, right? And the idea was that Trump was using burner phones. Okay, so here's CNN. CNN's Jamie Gangel reported this yesterday, quote, CNN breaking. The six pages of White House switchboard logs, 416, are complete based on an official review of White House records, according to a source familiar with the matter. There are no missing pages. The seven-hour gap is likely explained by use of White House landlines and cell phones link. That said, the January 6th committee still wants to know what Trump was doing and not doing during the attack and who he was talking to. That's a pretty big that said. So in other words, we made the top story in the country a complete pile of nonsense, which is that there was a massive cover-up happening at the White House to scrub the call logs to cover up for whatever Donald Trump was doing on January 6th. That didn't happen. That said, we're so interested in what he did during that. Yeah, we know you're interested in what he did during that time, but that was not the headline. The headline was not you're interested in what Donald Trump did on January 6th. The headline was Donald Trump left a seven-hour call log gap by using burner phones so that he could avoid the law and may have done something illegal. That's what you guys were pressing. Man, the, the more desperate they get, the worse they get. And you know what? They're going to get more and more desperate. It's going to get worse before it gets better because they've decided to embrace the most radical parts of their party. I, I thought, honest to God, I thought, you know, in 2020, you guys embraced defund the police and it turned out to be the worst electoral strategy pretty much ever. Your entire party has now reversed itself to the point where Joe Biden in his State of the Union address said refund the police. And he got a standing ovation from the same people who were shouting defund the police five minutes ago. That's how bad that campaign slogan was. Now your campaign slogan is fire hose money on inflation and also chop the off of your son. That like, I'm sorry, that is not a good. We need to hijack your kids. That is Hijack your kids and inflate the economy is a really, really bad slogan. But go for it, man. If this is what you want, again, your ideology is about to meet the consequences of reality. And it's going to be the same result as when Wiley Coyote meets the ground after being right now, the Democratic Party, they ran off that cliff. They haven't noticed it yet. They're at that moment where they're just kind of hovering in the air. And then at a certain point, the Democrats are going to look down and all that you're going to hear, you're going to see the cloud appear. And it's going and you're going to see a Democratic Party-sized hole in the desert ground. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. First, you cannot forget to end your week by tuning in to The Andrew Clavin Show. Drew's show is every Friday. He's got an exciting evening planned for you. So head on over to dailywire.com at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, and tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our production manager is Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Bradford Carrington. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Crand. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. 
Hey everybody, this is Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show. You know, some people are depressed because the republic is collapsing, the end of days is approaching, and the moon's turned to blood. But on The Andrew Claven Show, that's where the fun just gets started. So come on over to The Andrew Claven Show and laugh your way through the fall of the republic with me, Andrew Claven. <laughs> 